This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome to the second program in Pastor Ray's life-changing Overcomer series and his unique teaching on the subject of overcoming failure. Even though God didn't create or program us for failure, few haven't felt its painful sting. In a powerful three days of encouragement, Pastor speaks directly to those unable to get past personal failures by helping them understand that just because you failed at something doesn't make you a failure. Pastor reminds us that remembering all that God has invested in us, quitting when we fail should never be a Christian's option, nor failure ever an excuse to compromise. Uniquely created to win and remembering their victories, the overcomer's failure today should never stop him from believing in life's future successes. With endurance and patience and the refusal to quit, Pastor encourages his listeners that success will always follow and failure will always overcome. Here's Pastor Ray with more on his message on Overcoming Failure. We're called to be soldiers in the army of God, strong men and women. How are you ever going to be strong if you never get an opportunity to flex your muscle? How are you ever going to be strong if you don't get a chance to work that muscle? Work the muscle of faith. Work it. Work it. Work that muscle of faith. You see, one time, I remember many years ago, and there was a, uh, some of you may recognize the name, Kenneth Hagan, great faith teacher of, you know, early, up until the early 2000, I forget when he passed away, late 90, 99, something like that. But anyway, great man of God, taught lessons of faith, really taught the body of Christ a lot about faith. And a lot of, a lot of what I know about faith, I learned from him, from Apostle Price, and so on and so forth. But he made a statement one time, great mighty man, he says, God, by the Holy Spirit, took me down some very, very difficult places in my life. And he said, and I believe he did it for a reason to help me to become the man that I am today. He said he believed it was by the divine hand of God. So sometimes when we're doing things in our own strength, God will let you fail at it. But it's amazing when you switch gears and you flip the switch and you put your trust in the living God and you trust in God and you cry out for God's help. Now I'm going to tell you what, every failure will be turned into a success. Every, Every failed attempt will turn itself around and next time you go, you're going to be successful at it because you're trusting in God and you're not just trusting in yourself. So all things work together for good. I'm a package all wrapped up, you know, with all kinds of failures and successes and good stuff and not so good stuff. And I'm just a big package wrapped up with all these experiences. But I'm here to testify that God took this mess and weaved it and and put it all together and spun it around and put his blessing on it. And here I stand today. And there you are today because of the hand of God and what he has done in your life. So, so, let me give you another verse here. This is a powerful verse. Micah 7, verse 8 and 9, Old Testament. She'll put it up on the screens if you don't have time to open. Listen to what it says. 
He says, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. See, like sometimes the devil likes to rejoice over you. People, when you, when you, when you fail at something, there are sick people out there. When people fail, there are other people that really get off on that. Because they're failures themselves. And they like to see other people fail because, you know, there's an old saying. My mother used to say it. My father used to say Misery loves company. I'm not going to be company or uh, 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 spend my time with miserable people. You shouldn't either. Get rid of all the misery, all the miserable people in your life. Get around some people that are doing something, that are happy, that are prospering, that are growing and abounding. Because misery loves company. So the Bible says here, it says, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. Listen, when I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Now, now this word fall, when it says here, it says when I fall, this is what it means. To be cast down or to fail. Isn't that interesting? Kind of fits with our message today. It means to be cast down or to fail. So you could say it this way. When I fail, don't rejoice over me. Don't think that this is my undoing. Don't think just because I'm failing right now or it looks like I'm failing that I'm finished, that it's the end, that I'm done with. And there have been people, oh yes, they've been in your life, they've been in my life, that rejoice when it looks like you're about to fail. They rejoice over your failure because they're jealous. They're jealous of what God is doing in your life. Don't rejoice over me, my enemy, when it looks like I'm failing or I'm cast down. Because he said, I will arise. I will. Now listen, let me, let me give you that. You know what this word arise means? Sort of what I said before. It means a bunch of words. There were a lot of words that described this word arise as I looked it, looked it up in the, in the Bible dictionary. But these three words popped out at me and they were, happened to be, be in, all, in succession. Listen, this is what arise means. It means to get up. It means to stir up. And it means to succeed. So, so, come on. So the lesson... Listen, the lesson that I get from this verse is that when I fail, what I ought to do is I ought to get up, I ought to stir myself up, and I ought to march on to success in my life. Because that's what it means. You need to proclaim it. You need to declare it. You need to say, when I fail, watch out, because it may look like I'm down, but I'm about ready to shoot up like a rocket. Because I'm going to get up, I'm going to stir it up, and I'm marching on to success in my life. I refuse to be denied. I refuse to sit down. I refuse to take this lying down on the floor. I'm going to get up, and I'm about to shoot up to a whole new dimension and a new level. So watch out. See, that's the attitude we, we, we ought to have as believers. Failure comes to everyone. But how are you going to take that failure? Are you going to allow that failure to overcome you? Or are you going to rise up and overcome that failure and say, I may have failed, but get ready. I may be, may be looking like I'm down, but get ready because I'm about to bust up to a whole new dimension and a whole new level of my life. Get ready. Don't tell me what I can't do. Don't tell me that I'm not, I'm not fit for the job. Don't tell me that I'm a failure because get ready. I may be down, but I'm about to pop up and you're going to watch me. Come on. I, got, I have people, let me tell you what, I had people that wrote me off some years. Go ahead. You can put your hands together. Go ahead. 
I had some people years ago, now it's a whole bunch of years ago, that wrote me off, you know, as a failure. They disconnected from me, ran so far from me. Not because I did it. I didn't have a failure in my, I'm just doing what God's told me to do, trying to build the work and build the kingdom and for reasons that I'm not even sure to this day. Why? But they all pulled out and figured, well, we all pulled out, so now it's going to crumble. A couple of them were on the board. They wrote me letters. You know, we want to be sure that we are totally out of this board. I'm thinking, you didn't have to write me a letter, man. I was glad the day you left. You're out of here. You know, I'll give you a signed, sealed, certified letter that you're out. And thank God you're out because I don't want you here anyway. Because with that kind of attitude, you're just going, you're, you're going to bring the church down. Sometimes you got to get rid of things. It's the truth. You got to just cut them loose. Keep hanging out with that stuff. And you think somehow it's going to get better. It doesn't get better, right? So they wrote me off, you know, and they were rejoicing over my failure. They were just waiting for this place to implode. <laughs> but God had a better idea. But God is bigger than people. But God will redeem even your mistakes. But God will... just sat back and said, God, if I go down, you're going down with me. And if this goes down, you know, they're going to pin it on you more than me. And, 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 and one of the verses that just kept resounding in my spirit was, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. My hand is upon you. And even though this may be perceived by some as a failure, get ready because you are about to bust open a whole new doorway of ministry, a whole new level of ministry in your life. And boy, was that the truth. We had to kind of unburden the boat in order to get to a better place. Because sometimes you're carrying some weight that holds you back. And, you know, let me just back. I'm saying all this in love. It's in love. God knows my heart. It's in love. But it's the truth. You can't float with me. You know, you don't want to row with me and get off the boat. Can I tell you, man? Just get off the boat. Go row your own boat. think it's easy? Go row your own boat. Go see how easy it is. You're going to find out real fast how easy it's not. Nobody has any idea. This looks real easy to people. I like these folks that came up here today to give the announcement about the prison. Two of them said, man, I'm very nervous. This is not easy. And he said early, this is, this is not easy. I said, now you know a little bit of what I have to do every week. Looking at some of these faces here. Look like you've been sucking lemons. And I'm trying to preach. <laughs> Can't even get an amen out of you. <laughs> I'm only teasing you. But, but, but no, you think it's easy. People think it's easy. No. You know? So people will write you off, but you, you, even when it looks like a perceived failure, get ready because when I, when I, listen, just like it says, don't rejoice over me. When I fail, get ready because I will arise. I'm, go- I'm going up. I'm coming back. You know, the comeback stories. They're awesome, man. Comeback stories. 
right? So here's another one. Proverbs 24, 16 says it similar. And the words mean the same. For a righteous man, how many of you know that you're righteous? If, you, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're the righteousness of God in Christ, right? I'm not righteous in myself. I'm not a righteous person. I'm, I've been made righteous by God, so this is speaking to us. For a righteous man may fall seven times, and that word fall, again, means to fail. A righteous man may fail seven times and rise again. And that word rise again means the same thing. Get up, stir up, and move on to success. Whoa, baby. Let me tell you why. You can get anything. Get that. Get up, stir yourself up, and move on to success. And don't live down here. So a righteous man is going to fail. Seven times this could happen. Could happen. It has happened. Happened to me. Happened. There's not a great minister that I know of that hasn't made some mistakes along the way. But those mistakes proved because they weathered through those mistakes or weathered through those failures. They kept, in, kept on. They were persistent. As a result of those failures, ultimately they did and accomplished what they set out to do and accomplish. So... Can I read a couple of stories here that I think will be interesting to you? These are worldly people, but the principle of God's word still works for whoever will work it, whether you're ungodly or not. The principles of God's word work. You may not even realize that you're working the word, but if you're working it, it's going to work. Right? Now, we are enlightened because we, uh, we know the word, and we ought to be working. It's, it's, it's sad to me to see people in the world working God's principles and God's word more than God's people working his principles and his word. But, but listen to this. Anybody ever hear of Walt Disney? Yeah. All right, listen to Walt Disney's story. Today, Disney rakes in billions from merchandise, movies, theme parks around the world. But Walt Disney himself had a bit of a rough start. Now listen, he was fired by a newspaper editor because, and this is quotes, because he, this is what the newspaper editor thought, he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. <laughs> uh, that just teaches me something. Don't go by what people, don't, be, don't let what people say about you stick. Because they may not see what's in you. They obviously didn't see it in Walt Disney. So he says, and, and he was fired by a newspaper editor because he lacked imagination and no good ideas. After that, Disney started a number of businesses that didn't last too long and ended with bankruptcy and failure. He kept plugging along, however and eventually found a recipe for success that worked and continues to work to this day. Multi-billion dollar company. All right, so, so, so powerful. Here's another one, Thomas Edison. Anybody ever hear of Thomas Edison? All right. It says, in his early years, listen, teachers told Edison he was too stupid to learn anything. <laughs> I, I, can I just stop here? I want to tell you a story. I'm not, I'll tell you a story. This is a true story. There's a man, I believe he's from... He's from Europe somewhere, or Australia. Maybe he's from Australia. Anyway, he is, a, he is one of the largest real estate moguls, and I believe it's Australia or New Zealand, somewhere down there. Anyway, um, he's, one of the, he's a Christian. He's a believer. And when he, was in high, when he was in school, the teachers told him the same kind of thing. He said, you're too stupid. You're never going to amount to anything. And he, he talked about this one teacher named Mrs. Phillips. And Mrs. Phillips gave him a hard time. Mrs. Phillips told him how dumb he was and how he's never going to make it, never amount to anything. Well, the guy went on to, to build this multi, multi-billion dollar real estate empire. In fact, he goes around to churches. He doesn't even charge. He goes to a church one time, and he will give his principles for success, and he sells his materials and really encourages Christians in this area. 
So he wrote a book, and I thought, dear God, what an awesome book. And he, the name of the title of the book was, You Were Wrong, Mrs. Phillips. <laughs> I thought, praise God, stick it in her face. You were wrong, Mrs. Phillips. And he goes on to tell the whole story about his success. See, you can't go by what people, even teachers, even people you look up to, you can't go by what they say. Don't let anybody dash your dreams. Don't let anybody knock the hope out of your heart. You may fail. You, you may fail a few times, but you gotta keep moving on. You gotta pick yourself up and keep on going. That's how you get somewhere in life. You can't just lay down and take it on lying down. You gotta pick yourself up and keep moving on. All right, so it says, it says um, so Edison, uh, work was no better for him as he was fired from his first two jobs for not being productive enough. Even as an inventor, listen, Edison made 1,000 unsuccessful attempts at inventing the light bulb. Of course, all those unsuccessful attempts finally resulted in a design that worked. Now, if Edison didn't persist, we might be here under candlelight today. <laughs> Who knows? He persisted, and he invented the light bulb. 1,000 tries. How many of us are willing to go for 1,000 times? So it took 1,000 failures to finally bring a success that revolutionized the world. Are you listening to me? Yes. When I fall, when I fail, get ready, I'm about to arise because I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna stir myself up, and I'm moving on to success. Amen. Now here's one, here's, here's one, now this one I know. Real, Michael Jordan, anybody heard of Michael Jordan? I know all about Michael Jordan because of the sneakers that he sells. I have a couple of nephews that love their sneakers and I buy them sneakers now and then. And boy, let me tell you what, they cost a lot of bucks. And these kids know exactly the, we want the Jordan this and the Jordan that and the Jordan, every time he comes out with a new sneaker, the price goes up, up, up. Paying 200 bucks for a pair of sneakers that they're gonna be out of in three months. Who's nuts? Not Michael Jordan. He's the only smart one in the whole bunch. Now let me tell you Michael Jordan's story because many of you probably don't know this. I didn't know this either. Most people would, uh, wouldn't believe that a man often lauded as the best basketball player of all time was actually cut from his high school basketball team. <laughs> Luckily, Jordan didn't let the setback stop him from playing the game. And as he stated, listen, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to make the game-winning shot, and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life. Now listen to this last statement that he makes. And that is why I succeeded. Got cut from his Not even his coach could see the gift that was in him. See, I tell you what, you've got to know your gift and ability better than anybody else. Because often what happens is we rely on others to tell us. And the only reason why we rely on others to tell us is because we don't believe it ourselves. But when we believe it ourselves, nobody can talk us out of it. Nobody can talk us out of it. Thank God that Michael Jordan didn't let that high school coach could you imagine the day that he was cut from his, his basketball team? How he must have felt? Felt like a failure? All his friends were playing and he wasn't. 
And he walked away with his head hanging down, feeling like a failure that day. Just think about that. Think about the emotion that went with that, having to go to those games and watching his friends play. Meanwhile, he's got basketball in his heart, but he didn't allow it to knock him out of the game. As a matter of fact, he probably went back to that court and just played even harder. When they were finished playing, he got started playing. When they were playing, he was still playing. See, that's called persistence. That's called refusing to allow failure to knock me out of the game. Not going to knock me out. See, we've been created by God to be a success. But success doesn't always come easy. Here's another one. How many of you heard Babe Ruth? And if you didn't, boy, you're in big trouble. <laughs> listen, to, listen to Babe Ruth's story. You probably know Babe Ruth because of his home run record. 714 during his career. But along with all those home runs came a pretty hefty amount of strikeouts. 1,330 in all double the amount of strikeouts than home runs. In fact, for decades, he held the record, record for strikeouts. When asked about this, he simply said, now listen to what he said, he simply said, every strike brings me closer to the next home run. Isn't that powerful? I, I use these stories, of course, we don't know what their religious stance was, but these are life stories. This is what it's about, right? We have the principles of God. I'm showing you from scripture. You know, you fall down, get ready because you're going to rise again. If you'll, if, you'll, if you'll get up, if you'll stir yourself up, stir up that dream, stir up that vision, stir up that gift that's within you. Stir it up according to the word of God and move on to success. And don't worry about the failure or what people said or what people think or what didn't work out. You cannot ever get to a better place by just meditating on the negative and what, what happened and what could have happened and what should have happened and what didn't happen. The only way you can progress in life and truly come to success and enjoy the fullness of all the benefits that God has afforded us is by moving past your failures, learning to overcome those failures no matter what. Amen. Every strike brings me closer to, an, to the next home run. Isn't it interesting that there were more strikes in Babe Ruth's career than there were home runs, but yet he held the greatest. You know, you know why? You know why? Because he tried more. They put him out there more. They were willing to let him fail because they knew eventually he's going to hit that ball. And when that babe, when that guy hits the ball, it's going somewhere. So let him, let him strike out a few times because one, all we need is one good hit and we win the game. He's not, he's not remembered as a man who's, right, for his strikeouts. He's remembered for all the home runs that he hit even though the strikeouts were a whole lot more than the home runs. So you may feel like in your life that your strikeouts have been more than your home runs. Stop meditating and focusing in on your strikeouts. Meditate on your home runs. Meditate on the victories. Think about what God has done in your life. All right, we're going to come to an end here. Um, just wanted to give you one more verse. Uh, let me find that verse. Here we go. Psalm 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. How many? All. So it doesn't matter how many times you fail. doesn't matter how many times you feel struck out. doesn't matter how many times you feel cast aside. God said he's going to deliver you from them all. Come on, put your hands together and give the Lord a hand clap, a shout, and an amen. 
Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 